Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to today. There's drama in the NBA. There, there's crazy stories from around the globe. We're going to jump all into that here in a second. I do got to tell you about my insane weekend that just really, I've never experienced anything like this before. It was, it was fun, but just bizarre. So we get a call basically, I want to say on Wednesday or Thursday, saying that we have some friends that are getting married and Joe, our, our really good friend, his suit jacket was stolen out of his car and he had this specially made. So it's not like you can just go to Mr. Neats or wherever you get suits these days. I think that's where I went and got my suit for my wedding. I don't know. I got a suit. It was a long time ago. But anyway, it's not like you can just replace it super easy. So he orders a new one to be made. And they're like, that's fine. It's going to be ready on Friday night. Well, here's the problem. Joe's getting married in Albuquerque. It's going to be made in Denver. So we get the last second invite. One, because somebody backed out. And two, it's just like, is there any chance you could bring it down? <laughs> We're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Our friends are getting married. Absolutely. So my wife and I pick up the suit jacket on like Friday night, Saturday morning. The, him and Isaac are getting married on Saturday afternoon in Albuquerque. <laughs> so we're like, fuck. So we get up Saturday morning. We had a my my wife's aunt save the day. She's like, I'll watch the kids. And we drove for just under seven hours down to Albuquerque. Made it just in time for the wedding. A wedding was amazing. It was at a, a lavender farm, which was, I've, I guess I've never even thought about it, but it was really cool, really nice place. There's peacocks everywhere. <laughs> Fucking loud motherfuckers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, I get it. You're a peacock. I gotta, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. What is that movie? That's from the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Anyway, so we saved the day. Let's be honest. My wife and I saved the day and we got him his jacket, his little coat for his wedding. And it was really nice, actually. It was like a white. He kind of looked like James Bond. It was really cool, but amazing. One thing I love about going to a wedding is tasting foods that I just normally don't get to eat. Usually, I'm a guy that is just happy with brats, burgers, you know, pizza. Oh, we had pizza last night. It was amazing. But, you know, they threw in some real fancy stuff, and it was really good. Uh, you know, very loving atmosphere. It was really cool. It was really cool. So congratulations to Joe and Isaac. The problem that I had, though, with the wedding was the fucking mosquitoes. It's mosquito season. They're starting to come out. And apparently in Albuquerque, 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 New Mexico, they're fucking everywhere. I have 
was, I was counting this morning. On my lower half of my body, I have right around, I think it's like eight mosquito bites. On my upper part of my body, this includes my head, my back, and my arms, and, and I got one on my finger. I have total, grand total, I believe it's 14 mosquito bites on my body. It was horrible trying to go to sleep last night because I feel like one of the biggest tortures in life is, is itching. I can't stand to itch. I didn't have any Benadryl. And I, and I debated, do I go run over to Walgreens and get some fucking Benadryl? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Anyway, so wedding was great. Problem is, by the time we ended up getting home, because I, I left this big detail out. So we, we drive down there. We'll just call it seven hours. Seven hours to get there. Do the wedding. Stay the night. Wake up and hit the road by 8 o'clock in the morning and, and head back home. And got home right around uh, three o'clock, you know, in Denver. So it was a lot of time on the road, but definitely worth it. Also, here's a thing for anybody going to get married: is don't make it one-sided as far as the appetizers and drinks. They had champagne and old fashions, and everything had like a an accent of lavender because you're on a lavender farm. And the old-fashioned, I didn't drink the other shit. I love old-fashions. You know this if you listen to this podcast. I love old-fashions. And they made a good old-fashioned, but they also put a, like a, a like a vine of or a branch or whatever of lavender in there. It was so fucking good. I never would have thought to stick like a bush in my <laughs> in my drink, but it was delicious. It was. So... Again, congratulations to those two. It's always fun. It was a great atmosphere. Everybody had a good time. It's always fun to see people that you know just let their hair down and go crazy. I know, like, Joe didn't dance that much, but Isaac went, <laughs> was going nuts on the dance floor. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And then everybody, there was somebody there like, hey, you should go out there and, and see if you can compete with Isaac. I'm not, I'm not going to compete with that. He's out there just like, like auditioning for a movie role, like I want to be a great dancer. And then if I go out there, I'm going to hurt myself. So not going to do it. Could you imagine I'd be on this episode today going, well, I hurt myself at the wedding. How'd you do that? Well, I was trying to do some break dancing. Do you break dance? No, I don't. I don't. Anyway, you know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> so, I didn't get to catch most of the game last night, but the Nuggets were taken on the Suns in, in game four. And I missed this. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? What did I miss? I missed some huge drama. Let's jump into TNT with the play-by-play. As Phoenix turns it over, and boy, Jokic, a little bit of contact. Boy, that potentially could get dangerous. Is it, I think Jokic was just trying to get the basketball from the crowd, and crowd uh, a little upset about that. And boy, right in the area where Suns owner Matt Ispia is seated, just to our left in that corner, as security quickly trying to step in and defuse the situation. A little bad boy action there from <laughs> Matt Ispia from Detroit. 
Okay, so what happened was the ball goes out of bounds. Matt Ishby, the owner of the uh, Phoenix Suns, grabs the ball because it goes right to him. But instead of like handing the ball back to somebody that was part of the actual game, he just holds on tight to it like it's his, like he's a fucking player or some shit or a referee. No, he's not. So Jokic goes over there to grab the ball, and this is where it gets stupid. Ishby, again, not a fucking player, holds on tighter to the ball and pulls it away from Joker. And Joker's just like, give me the fucking ball. And he, the guy continues to pull back. Jokic gives him the softest, softest of nudges with his forearm and Ishby just throws his arms up in the air <laughs> like he just got leveled by a fucking linebacker and he's just like oh and he falls backwards total drama total bullshit and what do they do they call a technical foul on who not not Ishby who interfered with the game but on Nikola Jokic, they called a tech on him. Such a joke. Let's hear from Michael Malone after the game. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what happened. I haven't seen a video of it. I think it's crazy that Nikola got a technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some, some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just get the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, they deemed Nikola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech, but uh, I still don't really understand it. You think the fans, the owner of the Suns, made any difference? I don't give a shit. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I really don't care. Exactly. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. He's not part of the game. It doesn't fucking matter. Bullshit, man. If the attack should have been called on somebody, it should have been called on the Phoenix Suns owner, and then the, the Nuggets should have taken some shots. Right? He's not part of the game. And now there's a bunch of people on the Phoenix side of things on social media that are freaking out. Joker should be suspended for the rest of the playoffs. Fined hugely for this. It's like, fuck off. Fuck off. If the roles were reversed, and that was Stan Kroenke, him and his like wiry little arms and his giant mustache grabbing the ball and pulling it away from... Uh, one of the players, Nuggets fans, would we be acting like Suns fans? I would hope not, but there's a really good chance we would have. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is if the roles were reversed, looking at it from a, the Suns perspective, you would be upset about the outcome of this if it happened to you. It, it's ridiculous. Now there's debate. Should uh, Nikola Jokic be suspended? For the next game, it would be ridiculous if the NBA suspended Nikola Jokic for his gentle little nudge of this son's owner. He flopped. He should be suspended for flopping. Come on. Here's Nikola Jokic after the game. The fan put a hand on me first, so I thought the league's supposed to protect us or whatever, so, but... Maybe maybe I'm wrong, so we will see. Did you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he's a sitting senior. Phoenix Suns owner. Sitting on the court and he's a fan, isn't he? 
that doesn't mean that he's a so whoever it is and he's a fan. He cannot influence the game by holding the ball. He's exactly right. He cannot influence the game by holding the ball. If you watch games throughout the season, if the ball goes into the stands, 99% of the time, the ball gets handed back to a player or a referee almost immediately. The fact that he held onto the ball tighter and pulled it away from a player of the game means to me that he should be suspended for trying to influence the game when he is not a player. And also, this goes back to the the, the crap that I don't like about the NBA. And when we were playing games, I say we, when they were playing games in the bubble during COVID, what I loved, what there was no fans on the sidelines. Now, there was no fans, period, during those games. But what I really liked was the fact that it was vacant where the the annoying rich-ass fans were crowding the side of the court. They need to get rid of that shit. I know it's really a cool experience for people to sit there. It's neat. But if you got rid of it and just... You know, just got got rid of it, and then where the normal fans sit, that's where the front row should be. It's a joke. It's a joke because this type of shit can happen a little too easy. You can also have people wandering around a little too easy. I I just don't like it, and this is a, a good example of it. Here's the thing, though. Joker's completely right. The guy shouldn't have touched him. He shouldn't have tried to hold on to the ball and pull away with the ball and try to influence the game. If anybody should be talked about being suspended or, you know, some sort of consequences occur, it's the Phoenix Suns. Now, the the Nuggets ended up losing, I want to say, by four or five points, something like that, last night. So here's the thing. The Nuggets still could have came back and won and whatever. The game still had to be played fully and all that stuff. But it's a fucking joke that there's plenty of people out there saying that Nikola Jokic should have been or should be suspended for game five, if not more. There's a lot of people out there like, oh, he should be suspended for the rest of the fucking playoffs. Fuck off. (laughs) God, the dude flopped. Okay, he flopped. So I made the joke about this this morning on Twitter, and uh, Connery Duff's going to come in here and actually uh, help out with this one. Connery, could you read my tweet from this morning? Absolutely. If the Joker shoved happened on the playground, Sun's owner would have had a new nickname. That's right. His name would be Weenie Flop. Hey, speaking of Weenie Flop, I banged the Sun's owner's mother last night. <laughs> okay, Connery, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's right. It, he he would have a nickname. If that shit, because you look at when he touched him, he barely fucking touched him. And he throws up his arms like, oh, oh God. <laughs> like he just got blindsided by, by fucking uh, Steve Atwater. Yeah, throwing some old school Broncos there for you. There you go. 
It's like, come on, man. He he barely touched you, and you're like, oh God, sweet Lord, he hit me. Find him, suspend him. Now that being said, in defense of the Suns owner, he did tweet this morning. He said this, great win for the Suns last night in an amazing series so far. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or fining anyone over last night's incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic and don't want to see anything like that. Excited for game five, goats go Suns. So listen, he's coming out there somewhat owning but not really he he what i would have appreciated and maybe he'll do that later on is if he came out there and said you know what i shouldn't have done that and you know take some fucking accountability for your actions matt it's like you you fucked up admit it be a good example for people out there but he did it now that being said he at least came out there and said i have a lot of respect for nikola Jokic." And let's just move forward. So he at least said that. But what really bugs the shit out of me, and I got to be honest, I'm not the most intelligent individual out there, okay? You guys know this. I'm a big bag of rocks and noggin. (laughs) But I do know this. He spelled a lot wrong. (laughs) He, He made it one word. It's two words. I don't know much, but I know a lot is two words. A lot. Sorry. If you're if you're an owner, you should know how to spell a lot. I'm just saying, I don't know much, but I know I love you. But and I also know how to spell a lot. So it just bugs the shit out of me. Listen, I got small victories in my pocket, and I throw them out there every now and then, be like, boom, I won. And that's a small victory for me. <laughs> it's like I know how to spell a lot. And the Phoenix Suns owner doesn't. So, <laughs> but I but I do agree with the fact that he came out there. And you could sit there and nitpick who's to blame for this. He shouldn't have grabbed the ball. He shouldn't have. And he shouldn't have held on tight to it. He should have given it up. Nikola Jokic, I guess, in a sense, you could say, don't just don't put your hands on anybody. He... I, it's, when you look at the video, guys, if you haven't seen it, he barely touched the motherfucker, and the dude throws up his arms like he just got fucking ran over by a goddamn tank. It's ridiculous. Matt Ishby should be suspended for not knowing how to spell a lot. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving along. German police say a 51-year-old man who was left tied up in the woods when a sex game went awry, had a lucky escape after a cyclist and a hunter heard his screams for help. Classic. A tale as old as time. Police said the man was discovered fully dressed but firmly bound with ropes and pantyhose over his head atop a deer hunting platform near the town of Buxburg late on Wednesday. In a statement Friday, police said that the, the man appeared to have been tied up by a woman he met online. After she had done so, the woman received a phone call and fled the woods immediately, <laughs> leaving the man behind in a helpless state. What the fuck? That's horrible. 
that's you're like yeah i'm totally gonna get some and then you're like who who's on the phone where where are you going come back is this this isn't funny Um, the 51 year old told officers that he had a box cutter on him for such situations. He comes prepared, but seemed to have underestimated the woman's bondage skills because he was unable to reach the knife. The, the man was unharmed and refused to provide information about the woman's identity. He's keeping the door open. Okay. Good for him. He doesn't want to bury her and embarrass her because who knows? Keep that door open. She could slide back in, tie her up, tie him up, you know, to a car next time. See what happens. <laughs> Police have opened an investigation of her on uh, suspicion of failure to render assistance and possible deprivation of liberty. What the fuck? How fucking bizarre. And how? thankfully the guy was clothed. Let's be honest, because how embarrassing and frightening for that guy if he would have been naked or at least partially naked that's scary and could you imagine being the people that went over there and, and found him and helped him out <laughs> like you're like what's that sound <laughs> that's somebody screaming for help i believe it was a hunter and a, a cyclist that found him yeah a cyclist and a hunter heard his screams for help so could you imagine you're going over there you're the cyclist you're wearing your tidy shorts and your clickety clackety shoes you're like, what the fuck is going on? Am I going to have to fuck somebody up wearing this outfit? This is going to be embarrassing. And then you see this guy tied up with pantyhose on his head. <laughs> oh, my God. That's bizarre. But thankfully, the guy's okay. And I would love, love to have a follow-up on this. Because wouldn't it be bizarre if a year from now we hear a story on this and it's just like, you guys remember that story of the guy that was tied up in the woods in Germany, blah, blah, blah. The lady left him. Well, anyway, they're married now with a baby on the way. It's like, what? Okay. How, how'd you guys meet? Imagine telling your, your kids about how mom and dad met. <laughs> well, your mom's quite the knot tire, I'll tell you that much. My God. Security at Ben Aguirre International Airport in Tel Aviv unzipped an American couple suitcase that was bursting with 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups back on May 2nd. And it wasn't the first time Americans have been caught sneaking in fruit roll-ups into Israeli uh, airports. No. Like, you would expect this to be the one and only time you're like, what the fuck is this? Because they have limits on what you can bring into the country at a time. I remember when I traveled to Australia, and it's like, you know, do you have anything to declare? And, like, I brought in some booze for my brother, and, you know, I was nervous about that. Even though I met the guidelines, I was like, what if they decide to be like, no, fuck you, American. You're not bringing in this devil's booze into here. But no, they were cool. They're like, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> Fuck. You could have brought two in here, man. It's fine. But uh, anyway. But like I said, it's not the first time they've done it. And they're really strict out there, as they should be. About 661 pounds of fruit roll-ups were confiscated within a week at that airport, according to news outlets. Why? Why are they doing this? Because of 
fucking TikTok. <laughs> Another reason to hate TikTok. Because the latest trend on TikTok, especially going crazy popular in Israel, about, uh, what is it, roughly 14 million views of dozens of accounts of people taking these fruit roll-ups and putting in the middle of them like a, a dollop of ice cream and then you tie it up and then you and then it kind of freezes everything long or short of it then then you eat it and it's delicious okay that's so fucking ridiculous but it tells you the power of social media that people are trying to smuggle in shit and they're and, and the price of fruit roll-ups out there are going through the roof and they're basically selling these if you can get through security, you can sell these fruit roll-ups for about, I want to say it's like five or six times their actual value. So there is a black market for fruit roll-ups in Israel. <laughs> How bizarre. How bizarre. We got more coming your way here in a second, but, you know, baseball's in full swing. Hockey and hoops are deep in the playoffs. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of a lot of uh, random food, 500 pounds of cooked pasta was dumped in a New Jersey wood wooded area and has been somewhat solved by local residents. It hasn't been officially verified, but it does make a lot of sense because this has been going on. They're, they've been trying to figure this out, and they're like, "What? it doesn't make sense because all of a sudden they find 500 pounds of what looks like cooked pasta next to a fucking river? It's fucking bizarre. Well, last month, along the creek bank, spaghetti, ziti, is it ziti or ziti? Whatever, Z-I-T-I. What? I'm not an educated man. I don't know these fancy uh, macaroni, <laughs> these, these damn pastas. Anyway, and then speaking of that, uh, elbow macaroni, they were all dumped along the side of the riverbank. Uh, and what they assume happened is a son of a deceased property owner was allegedly clearing the property, including the pantry, and found an extremely large supply of expired groceries. And when you take into account that, you know, with COVID and people overstocking on foods, I guess it does make a lot of sense. I mean, people were fucking hoarding toilet paper. And then you got to you got to think that a good thing to hoard would be Spaghetti noodles and, and stuff like that. Macaroni noodles. All the, all the good. I like the medium-sized pasta shells. i got to be honest. So it seems like he took the pasta out of its packets and discarded the stale, dried kitchen cupboard staple, according to the AP, in the stream. Why would he do that? Why don't you just throw it in the fucking garbage? Jesus. Now, due to the heavy rain in the area at the time, the pasta became waterlogged and it swelled up and appeared to look like it had been cooked when it in fact wasn't. Or the guy's a fucking lunatic and he's just like, I got, I can't just throw it out there. I got to cook it. <laughs> I 
You're like, nah, you know what? Just throw it in the garbage can. No, I need to cook it and throw it by the, the creek river bed or what the creek bed. <laughs> so here's what's wild about that. When they found all this pasta lined up, what I didn't think about is that there are potential consequences for having put something like this near a water supply. So pasta has a pH level that will actually impact the water stream. Now, that particular water stream feeds into the town's water supply. Public Works went in there really quickly and, and shoveled and, and just scooped up all that spaghetti, but there is still no information yet on if there's going to be any lingering effects because of that. How horrible would that be? But it also kind of makes you worry, just like we eat that on a regular basis. So if you eat too much pasta, you can you, it, it could be damaging to you. I don't know, apparently, geez. But how bizarre. And it, it, I would like to find more information about this, so hopefully that will come out. If it does, I'll, I'll give you a quick update on it. But, I mean, why would, you, why would you just, why wouldn't you just throw that in the garbage instead of putting, emptying it out every container and, and dumping it along the riverbed? That just makes no fucking sense to me. People are bizarre. That's just odd. Speaking of odd, right? <laughs> This one I saw, and I was like, no fucking way. And if you're going to be traveling anytime soon, listen up, because this one's going to freak you out. Peter Brennan from Texas was staying overnight at the Hilton downtown in Nashville on March 30th for a work conference. However, his night's sleep was interrupted at right around 5 a.m. when a hotel employee, David Neal, let himself into Mr. Brennan's room. According to uh, Nashville Metropolitan Police, he had cloned a a key card, let himself in, and when Mr. Brennan was woken up, he found that his toes were in Neil's mouth. That's not how I want to wake up. Unless you know the person, it's not how you want to wake up. That being said, it's your feet. Feet are kind of gross. I mean, I really got to know you. I do. I do. <laughs> I just, I don't understand what's wrong with people. Now, they, they, the guy is just like, I thought I smelled smoke, so I went in there. And, like, nobody else smelled smoke, you dipshit. And then how, oh, how does smelling smoke coming from somebody's room lead to you sucking on their toes. Uh, it just doesn't add up, bro. <laughs> well, I thought I could put out the fire. Uh, ah, fuck. I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty boy. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Brennan said he still doesn't feel safe in his own home. And now he is suing Neil in that particular Hilton hotel. Now, Hilton came out and said that Hilton Nashville downtown is independently owned and operated by a third party and no Hilton entity employs staff at this property. So they're the, it's basically like a franchise so they can use the name, but you're not actually uh, employed by Hilton. So that's disgusting. 
Next time you go to a hotel, make sure you use that uh, chain bolt. And I know you can buy some added security features to to help with. Uh, there's like something that goes in the door, kind of like a wedge, something like that. And normally I, I, I would just say, ah, it's not that big of a deal. What are what's the likelihood? But it makes sense. Always use those extra security that they put in there on their doors. Plus, it, if you travel a lot, just go invest in this shit in, in one of those security things for your door because that scares the shit out of me. It Next time I travel, I don't want to wake up with somebody's uh, sucking on my toes unless they're really good at it. Then I'll be like, hold on, hold on. Okay, now I'm mad. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so bizarre. I'd be so upset. That's just that that's traumatizing. And listen, I, I'm not somebody that goes out there and says you got to sue somebody. But man, charges need to be pressed definitely against that guy and uh, and sue him because that shit shouldn't ever happen. And the sad thing is, with this being in the media like it is, and dickhead, uh, you know, podcasters like me talking about it, is that it will give some some creepers out there some ideas and be like, yeah, that's a great idea. But what hopefully comes out of this with dipshits like me talking about it is that you can protect yourself and and. and See, get especially that that wedge thing, and I I need to look it up. But there are some things that you can get for your door. So even if they're able to bypass the lock, and if somehow they're able to cut that that extra chain or whatever they have up there, you at least have another you know realm of defense against that type of thing. So that's horrifying horrifying thankfully the the guy wasn't hurt but like uh, honestly he's gonna be emotionally fucked up for a long time anybody touches his feet he's gonna freak out wakes he's gonna have like nightmares too waking up and he's gonna see that creepy guy and if you look at the guy let's let's be honest i'm judging the guy the guy's fucking creepy looking i know you're not supposed to judge people but i am okay the guy's creepy looking and if you see his face, then you imagine like waking up with night terrors, imagining that that guy's looking up at you, sucking on your toes. Oh, my God. The victim here may never have a good night's sleep the rest of his life. That's horrifying. Horrifying. Oh, my God. If there's ever been something creepy that happens to you or somebody you know at a hotel, let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Because I'd like to know. And if there's a way that we can relay the information of how you can uh, deal with creepy stuff like this, you know, I'll relay it. And then, you know, it, let's let's help each other out. Remember, we're a community, right? we got to help people out. We don't need a bunch of toe suckers breaking into our fucking hotel rooms. I laugh, but it's creepy. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you're going to suck on somebody's toes, you got to ask them first, okay? Just so inappropriate. So I shouldn't have to say this, guys. I shouldn't have to say this, but ask for permission. Anyway, 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Make sure you set up the auto download so every time that you, a new episode is released, it's going to auto download. Takes up hardly any space on your phone. It's awesome. And that way, when you go on road trips, wherever you're, maybe you're flying across the world, maybe you're just going down to Albuquerque for a wedding and driving seven hours. Well, guess what? You have it downloaded on your app and you won't have to worry about any interruptions in service because, like I said, that little amount of data is, is storing that, that full episode. And there you go. You're good to go. Thank you guys so much. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. And you guys have an amazing day. Let's let, try not to be a dick today. Okay? Don't be a dick. Don't be uh, flopping either if somebody does some random shit to you. And be like, oh! Don't be the Phoenix Suns owner today. Don't be flopping and over-exaggerating shit. Don't be that guy. Hand the ball over. Let everybody play. Okay? Don't be a dick. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.